Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. Say goodnight to this one! And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. We'll light the tower a little bit differently today as we start February. It's a wild one. This will not be the pattern for the entire month of February. But uh, with the crazy weather, crazy situations, crazy travel, crazy press conferences, a little bit different. Light the tower today. I am not Craig Way. I am not Jeff Howe. I'm Chad Hastings. You normally hear me 12 to 3, and you will hear me 12 to 3 today with Isaiah Collier. Isaiah and I spent the night here last night. Ty Henderson spent the night here last night. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to Cameron Parker, who made the trip in today to produce not only this show, but you'll hear him on Wednesday Night Flex later on tonight. Most importantly, Cameron Parker, good to see you safe and sound. How were the roads? Good morning, Chad. Uh, Not too bad. Made the trip down from Round Rock. Uh, Took 183. uh, It's been driven on a few times this morning, so it wasn't too bad. A little bit ice, you know, but if you're... Just be safe out there. If you're not comfortable driving on the roads, then don't get out there. Yeah, that's what I uh, that's what I want to hear. Uh, right now, my favorite number is 34 because uh, later on this afternoon, I'm seeing 34 degrees. Yes, it will be raining, but 34 degrees sounds great. So I'm leaning on uh, leaning on some Herschel Walker, leaning on some Ricky Williams, leaning on some Earl Campbell, and anybody else you love that wore 34. Um, that is uh, what hopefully is going to be going on a little bit later. Uh, so let's run down what everybody's doing right now. Cameron Parker, uh, again, producing the show for us. Uh, I'm here in studio and uh, Craig Way is in Morgantown, West Virginia with the Texas women's team. They'll be playing tonight, 6 o'clock tip, 545 pregame. Cross your fingers that everything's ready to roll on uh, on that because they had a tough time getting to Morgantown. Uh, that's where Craig is. Jeff Howe, who would normally be here, he's covering the Sark press conference. It comes up at 11. He was going to be here, but they've moved it to a Zoom press conference. And if Jeff was here right now, considering there's no power overall in this building, he wouldn't be able to cover the press conference. So he's going to deal with that on his side. We'll talk to Jeff at 1030, get a Longhorn notebook from him, as obviously there are a lot of things going on in the Longhorn world. Uh, also, we want to give a shout out to our man Aaron Hogan. He is still live with us from his compound down on the south side of town. Wanted to talk to him a little bit, and then we're going to let him get to the rest of his day. Aaron Hogan, uh, obviously appreciate your work this morning, sir. Let's get your situation. Yes. Let's get your situation there. Do you guys still have power and water where you are down south? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, thanks, Chad. No, I'm just right here in the in the front office looking out at uh, Onion Creek Golf Course, the uh, 13th hole of the new nine. Uh, which is where our house sits, but yeah, man, the 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 storyline is what you know our guy Ty dealt with is the the limb falling on his vehicle, 
Uh, we have some two big trees in our front yard, and, man, it is. I've never seen them. I mean, they're hanging all the way down to the sidewalk, onto the ground. Yeah. No breaks so far, which is good, because those trees hang over our house, too, going the other way. So I'm, I'm just uh, hoping – I'm with you on number 34. Let's get to 34, maybe even 35. And, uh, you know, my other 34 I would mention, Akeem Olajuwon, 34. Oh, that's right, the, the Dream War 34. The that's dream. true, that's true. Yeah, well, that's what's always cool about Houston, the three icons, Nolan Ryan, Earl Campbell, and yeah. – uh, the dream, we're all 34, so uh, that's where we are. Yeah, look, we want to get this up over and get this uh, ice melted and get some things back to normal. But no, it's been a fun morning, a lot of good conversations, a lot of top stories. You know, Tom Brady walking away again. It's just been a lot to talk about, so glad uh, everybody there that allowed this show to be on the air and the equipment that does it. it just, I think it's good for folks who are holed up and can, can listen to the horn and get the news and hear Sark coming up and uh, have some fun with us here on the horn. We appreciate them. Yeah, and of course, uh, we always remind it, we'll remind everybody, especially today, if you are not getting us um, through the normal on-air version, uh, over-the-air version, remember all the apps are active. You can stream it at hornfm.com. If you do have power or maybe a battery backup or a charger or whatever, um, and we're kind of running on auxiliary power here right now, so shout-out to all our technical folks that make that possible. Uh, but Aaron mentioned those limbs falling. That's kind of what's going on in the area right now you've heard don miller transition from a traffic guy to a limb report guy because apparently there's a lot of, of limbs busting falling hitting power lines and that's why some people are experiencing those outages so we really want to send the best out today to everybody that's working on the electrical side of things out there in the trucks climbing those uh climbing the poles and moving the uh the you know branches and everything this morning aaron when i saw eric rains from coke fm he started singing uh, wichita lineman by glenn campbell i know you know that song so that was kind of sure. one of those <laughs> that's sort of what we were thinking about today but we hope everybody is uh, is safe out there we hope we can take your mind off of it and again the sark press conference we are planning to bring it to you uh hopefully that zoom co- you know contact comes through and uh, we'll have sark for you at 11 this is supposed to be you know national signing day uh, the the end of the 23 cycle so uh, congratulations to all those players that have made that choice. And Sark's going to talk about his 23 class. Could be an addition or two at the at the very end here. We'll have to see about that. Uh, Aaron, while I had you, I did want to ask you, uh, being a Houston guy, about the Texans situation. I heard you talking to John Harris, who's obviously very close to it. Give me your personal thought as a fan. You're, you've been a Houston area fan for so long. What about this D'Amico Ryans thing? Does it finally feel like the Texans are trying to put the right pieces together in a puzzle that will actually matter. It does. It does. I think there is at least a, a sign of, of headed back in the other direction. It's been spiraling down, sir, for, and John Harris mentioned it, and most Texans fans would tell you the pivot point when the Texans with Will O'Brien as their head coach and Deshaun Watson as their young quarterback uh, were at Arrowhead Stadium uh, up 24 to nothing in a, in a playoff game, divisional playoff game, uh, and, you know, a win gets you to the Final Four into the championship and you're up 24 nothing. Everything was feeling like, man, this thing is, is heading a great direction. Got our quarterback, have our coach, and we know what happened from that point on. They, they lose that game going away. Uh, Bill O'Brien runs a fake punt that really turned the momentum of the game. Patrick Mahomes goes Patrick Mahomes. They lose that game, and it's just been a, a mess ever since with the Deshaun Watson mess, Bill O'Brien trading DeAndre Hopkins. And really, for the fans, you just soured on the team. Every, every decision was a bad one. Then the Deshaun Watson mess was just uh, ugly. Um, and that, you know, everything was wrong. Everything was wrong with the organization. The Jack Easterby situation comes online. It was just such a mess. And you heard John Harris, if you were with us in the 8 o'clock hour, say that, that he works for there. So he was there with it. And, you know, the attrition, the people, 
it was just a bad place to go to work. Anybody, I think a lot of us have been there where it's just not a good environment and you don't want to go to work. And but the, but you do, especially Chad, if you're if you're trying to sell tickets and suites, you can yeah, imagine making right. those phone calls and saying, hey. And people, I'm sure you got, it's like, uh, you know, serial calls. You're, you're, you're going to get hung up on a lot. So, yes, I think yesterday the hiring of D'Amico Ryans, I mean, it, it's been small steps, right? I mean, the, 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 the retooling of the draft, getting the Deshaun Watson uh, situation handled, I mean, sent off to Cleveland. That's their issue now, um, kind of rebooting that whole thing, getting the draft capital that comes with that that you can begin the process with. But obviously the, the biggest factor was going to be getting rid of Jack Easterby, which they did, yep. and then hiring the right coach, the face of the franchise, to lead the way. I think people like Nick Casario in general as far as the general manager goes. He and D'Amico Ryans are going to have to try to see, figure out if they can coexist. But, man, uh, D'Amico Ryans, just such a, uh, a charismatic guy. I thought John had a good little anecdote when he said, you know, since the first day he walked in the building as a linebacker, as a second-round draft pick out of Alabama – in Houston, his nickname was Cap. I mean, he was the captain. Uh, he was the, the 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 boss. And coming out of Alabama, where he was a great leader and captain there, he just transcended that and brought that right into Houston. And just a, an infectious player and a really good player. Then he, you know, then went to Philadelphia and then wrapped up his career there. But you know, he's got that natural swag to him, to, uh, Chad. Natural leadership. Uh, people, and, and then he's a really smart football player. I've heard Rod Babers in the afternoon talking about you know his concepts and how he can diagnose an offense and design a defense and it was right in line with what Kyle Shanahan does so yes I think the 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 long answer is yes I mean there's optimism now now you have draft capital with the second pick and the 12th pick and the early pick in the second round to really you know get your quarterback add another foundational kind of piece and then you know finally get on the field build a coaching staff so yes this is the first step and then when you hear Chad that you know D'Amico Ryans was so impressive in his interview with the Denver Broncos that they begged him to take their job. That I mean, even up until yesterday, they made a last another third run at D'Amico Ryan's. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and when he, when he chose Houston, which I thought John said that right, he chose Houston because he had other choices. Uh, that's when the Broncos pivoted to the Sean Payton thing because they, they 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 loved him a lot and they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to. Uh, uh, miss out on Sean Payton, but they knew they had to give up draft capital to get him and all that comes with that. But I think we've got some breaking news. Yeah, there is uh, there is some breaking news uh, on this crazy day, and this one this one does come from the Forty Acres. So this just coming in from UT. It reads, unfortunately, that's always a great way to start. Due to continued issues with weather, power, and internet in Austin, today's media availability will be canceled. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause in your coverage, but we'll look to do something closer to the beginning of spring ball, which is scheduled to start the first week of March. Hope everyone is staying safe. So that has just gone out from UT. And uh, Aaron, that phrase that uh, I always hate hearing, but it does make sense when everybody does the the abundance of caution thing. Uh, This went from a regular press conference to a Zoom, and now it's gone here. And uh, the other truth about it is you know this signing day has has really lost so much steam since the whole December thing uh this was just going to be Sark really I don't even know about putting a bow on it like they hoped that the kid from Red Oak um was gonna you know sign today I know Uh, I heard you talking about Deuce Robinson the tight end I'll get you to reiterate that in a second but uh it really has become kind of a not a letdown day, but it's just so different now. Uh, now this has ultimately been canceled. So I guess somewhere around the beginning of spring practice, we'll get to hear Sark talk about the 23 kids. 
Yeah, I mean, it is uh, it is a crazy flip. The, uh, this used to be, in radio, Chad, you know this, you and I very well, this used to be the day. I mean, we would plan yeah. entire, we, we'd spend weeks planning for it. We're going all day, wire-to-wire coverage, like election day for us, National Signing Day, the first Wednesday of every uh, February. Uh, that's obviously flipped, and, you know, I, th- I think the number is only one of the top, you know, uh, 300 players in some of the rankings have been unsigned at this point. So there's a, not a lot of hoop, hoopla. And, yeah, Deuce Robinson is a guy that Texas is after. Uh, so is Georgia. So is USC. Well, everybody. He's the number one tight end in America. He's 6'6 and 225. Everybody wants Deuce Robinson. But as we were told this morning in our guest with a guest is that maybe he's going to just play his, his spring baseball season in high school because he's also a highly touted baseball prospect. I mean, gosh, you look at that size and you think like like Aaron Judge or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, great, very big power hitter. Frank Thomas. That size. Frank Thomas, yeah, just a big old boy who can hit it a long way. But, you know, he, he may not sign at all. He may just leave his options open and then play baseball. The amateur draft is in May, I believe is the date, May or June. And so maybe see what happens with the draft. And then if it doesn't go the way he wants, uh, make his decision from there. Uh, you know, we were told he's a better – I mean, most people look at him as a better football prospect than baseball right now. But by this decision, if that's what it is, it sounds like he has – he may think baseball might be his best direction. I don't know. So, got to crawl inside an 18-year-old's head on that. But that you – know, so maybe nothing resolves there. Doesn't have to sign. Uh, he can, he can, you know, take his time. And then you mentioned the Warren Roberson situation from Red Oak. Um, you know, that one could come down. But it sounded like when you read the statement, maybe UT's dealing with the same power outages that you guys are. Yeah, you know, I think they, they are. They don't have power. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that was the big thing, Aaron, when uh, I talked to Jeff Howe earlier today, and he, he, I'm glad he thought of it. Uh, now it kind of changes things on the back end. But he, he calls up and he says, hey, man, he goes, is there Wi-Fi in the building? And we were double-checking. I said, well, we've got some, you know, our compu- some, a couple computers are hardwired. And he said, yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to ask questions. And I thought, oh, that's a great point. So then we, you know, re, re, uh, reshuffle everything. But, yeah, I'm assuming that's what it is, too, over at UT, uh, just trying to get everything hooked up, ready to go. They were unable to do that. So um, in a situation like this, you, you do what's needed and only what's needed. So uh, we will be talking National Signing Day today. But, unfortunately, uh, and, and I see, and I've seen a lot of switching around uh, in the area. We would certainly invite people to check out FlexATX on your social media and uh, FLXATX.com. They've been updating things. If you are a coach or a player and you want to update basketball schedules, go to FlexATX to do that. But also, I've seen some restructuring, Aaron, on you know the, the big events that we have. I saw Maynard High School announcing they were going to have a big table with, I think, as many as five of their kids today celebrating where they were going to be going you know, college-wise. Now they're going to have to put that off so I feel bad for the kids on that front because I love when they get to play the hat game and the shell game and let everybody know where they're gonna you know where they're gonna be going to school yeah that is unfortunate and I would think from UT side whether the UT has power or not uh, there also is the consideration that enough maybe like as Jeff mentioned enough members of the media are dealing with power issues that they weren't going to be able to be on the zoom so in the uh, yeah. effort of fairness, because if I mean, you know, that's their livelihood, if you write, if you're Jeff, you cover the Longhorns. If you can't be a part of the press conference because of power at your house, that you know, you can't write the story you need to write. You can't answer the questions you need to ask, and uh, get you know, probably good on Texas to uh, to pause because again, it wasn't going to be much breaking news, I don't think, but mm-hmm. I think. Texas uh, insiders are eager to hear Chris, uh, his thoughts on Chris Jackson, the new wide receivers coach. What's up with Gary Patterson? 
How's Arch Manning doing in the early winter workouts? What about the other 13 early enrollees? Those kind of things are going to be the, the topic of conversation. When does spring ball start? And, uh, you know, they can do that at a, at a later date. And at another time, I think it's fair to say that everybody can be a part of it. And so who knows? Technical. And we're all dealing with the same thing. Our guy Ty, uh, Chad, yeah. slept up there or tried to sleep up there, and now he's got a, a tree limb on top of his car. <laughs> so yeah, man, we're was... all dealing with some stuff, you know. Yeah, a lot of stuff. We'll be telling those uh, those stories throughout the day today. But, uh, yeah, I moved my car, and uh, and it was also a weird thing where Aaron – I felt so stupid later on. I did not realize it was his car, and I, I, I asked him, though. I said, hey, man, are you – and it was dark at the time. So I was just worried about my car, and I got it out of the way. And then I realized there's some other cars parked in spot. So I walk in, and I say, hey, man, I just moved my car. A limb fell near it. I said, are you parked under a tree? And he stares right back at me and goes, uh, no, I'm good. I was like, <laughs> I said, you sure? Like, okay. So then when I went down and saw that the limb had hit it, I thought, okay, that's somebody else. Like, who else is in the building? And I was trying to think of who else was there. And I'm like, oh. So then I went back up and double checked. I was like, is that your Mitsubishi? So anyway, um, yeah, that was tough. And I know uh, we've, and, and we're listening to him, man. Aaron, it's like, uh, I mean, it almost sounds like firecrackers going off at times. You're just hearing these limbs start to snap. We've got some big ones here in the parking lot wow. that you'll see. I saw two of them fall right in front of me. I go out there. It's dark. The, the limb fell, mid-sized limb, kind of smaller limb, fell in about two feet from my car. Didn't hit it, but it right there. I'm like, oh, my God, i got to move my car. And as I thought that, I hear this cr- snap, crackle, pop off down oh, the man. way. And thankfully, those were big limbs. You'll see it when you pull back in. It was limbs that were down the line, and it's not near a parking spot. It's on the other side, you know, on the building side. But uh, I know a lot of people are going to deal with that today. So just everybody stay safe out there. And as we continue to say, you know, don't get out there unless you have to. But like I tweeted out today, also now start thinking about things that could fall that aren't precipitation. Now you got to look up for different different things um, with the with these limbs falling. So just uh, yeah. just crazy crazy stuff. Um, Aaron, before I let you go, and again appreciate all your work this morning. I know you did spend a lot of time talking about this schedule. You just mentioned uh, Sark in the press conference and questions that don't get asked. Maybe someone was going to ask about him facing his alma mater because Texas does host BYU this year. Um, I know yeah. you, you've been digging through it all like uh, like everybody has. Give me, uh, give me a couple of things that stood out to you, whether it's Texas or other teams. What do you make of this 14-team Big 12 schedule? Yeah, maybe the one, one of, well, one-off, maybe the only time that these 14 yeah. teams are in a schedule together uh, with the four new ones in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I think it's the worst, worst fears were not realized. There were a lot of Texas fans wondering after – you know, the 13 penalty, no penalty for, you know, officiating things. And people think Texas is trying – they're going to – Big 12 is going to screw Texas on the way out. Uh, Oklahoma, too. I don't think that happened at all. I think this is a very fair schedule. Uh, you're right, the BYU game, that one stands to reason. That's a smart play, right? You have a lot of storylines there. You're trying to create big stories. Sark played and starred at BYU, so there's a, a good storyline there. And uh, Texas has some history, not good history, playing BYU. Remember Taysom Hill a couple times under Mac Brown was not much fun. But uh, I think that's a good way to introduce BYU to the conference too, right? I mean, you know, take what you want to become one of your bigger brands when you're moving forward in BYU and, uh, you know, put them up against your biggest brand, which is Texas. Uh, I like that. That's a nice home game. And uh, when is that game? That's going to be uh, – that's in late, middle October, middle October yep. after the bye week. They, uh-huh. they, they host 
they had the Houston and BYU games. So I like that. And then the trip to Houston, I think if you're a Texas fan, there might have been an idea that, man, I'd like to make a cooler road trip on my way out. Can we go to Cincinnati? May never been there. Queen City's pretty nice. Do a little road trip there. Uh, Orlando for Central Florida. But instead, going down to Houston. I'm sure, Tom, uh, I'm sure uh, Steve Sarkeesian is happy for that because that's an opportunity to get in front of the Houston recruits and uh, get down there and build some roots. They also play Rice, obviously, in their first game here in Austin, so two two games against Houston teams. And the other thing that sticks out, uh, I like the bye week right in the middle of the year. And then if you're any coach in America, you probably would want six in, bye, six more. That's a very, very smart way to you – know, you can set up your schedule uh, for that. And then the, the lack of road trips out of the Big 12 stands out to me, Chad. I mean, mm. I look at it and yeah. say you're – Gosh, road trips out of Texas or out of the Big 12, out of Texas. I mean, you're going to Iowa State and you go to Alabama. Right. By my count, I think that's it, right? Yeah, because uh, everything else is yeah. everything else is in Texas. Yeah, I said it yesterday. You got three Southwest Conference bus trips: Fort Worth, yeah. Houston, and Waco. <laughs> yeah. And then you know you go to Dallas. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. I do like, and I'll tip my cap to Brett Yormark. A, a kind of an ode to the old Southwest Conference that. All the big, all the the old Southwest Conference schools, they play each other in a round robin, so they're all going to play one another yep. this year. So I think that's that's smart. But yeah, I think this is a nice trap. I mean, you've, your your only road trips of any distance are to Tuscaloosa and to Ames, Iowa. Uh, based on you know, we were trying to get to Morgantown and trying to get to Manhattan and trying to get to places in the Big Twelve, Lawrence, Kansas, even at times, uh, Stillwater. Uh, I think you take that. I think you, you you like this schedule for the travel ease. You like the the schedule for the uh, the home games. The BYU game can become a big one, and I think the trip down to Houston will be fun. I know there you and I were covering it when Delos Dodds was furious at U of H, right? Uh, for the uh, the ticket fiasco and the state the stands fiasco, and Delos vowed he'd never play again against Houston, and now the Big Twelve puts him at Houston. But Houston's got a brand new stadium. Uh, 40,000 seats, that'll be a – I look forward to that, Chad, because that's a cool environment. You know, you see the text line and you get the messages. Oh, yeah. Houston fans have been asking and begging to be in the Big 12 for years and years and years, and uh, finally now they are, and they at least get one game, one time, to try to upset the Longhorns uh, on and, and have that game in their building uh, that they've built, and uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun and build up down in that city. Yeah, that stadium's going to be nuts. They better screw those bolts and nuts down tight, man. That, that's going to be a wild environment. And speaking of wild, imagine the physicality of Texas OU if both teams know that it's the last time in the Big 12, if they've already got the SEC thing set up, and they both know they have a bye week coming up. Yeah. You want to talk about a don't. nasty affair in Dallas. That I, I don't ever oh, remember. Yeah. Aaron, do you ever remember that, where both teams got a bye immediately following? I don't ever no. remember that. No, I don't. I didn't actually notice and realize that Oklahoma has a bye the following week, too. Yeah, that's going to be that's, – uh, that's, that's nice for both. And I also noticed that uh, the Longhorns, no team on their schedule has a bye ahead of them, which is a good thing. That's hmm. a plus. Uh, not one team that Texas plays is off the week before they play Texas. So – um, you know, there was that, that, that was another one of the fears of Longhorn fans that they'd like stack them with teams coming off a of bye week right ahead of the thing. So yeah, I think it's good. They're going to play the old Southwest Conference schools. The game at TCU after what TCU did this year will be a big one. So the trip to the Metro play, you, you get two Houston teams, two Metroplex teams with with the the Dallas game and the Fort Worth game. 
Uh, you get Tech here, uh, and I like. I think it's kind of interesting to, to, to the, maybe the final game ever, or at least for a long, long time, against the Baylor Bears will be in Waco to start conference play. Yeah, Ooh, speaking of a wild environment, yeah, that'll be something. <laughs> yeah. That'll be something too on September twenty third. That is Aaron Hogan. Everybody catch B and E every weekday morning at six a.m. Bucky's taking uh, the rest of this week off, dealing with the ice uh, from his perspective. Aaron was dealing with it this morning from the home office, and uh, if everything looks like. Stay like it's looking i think aaron will be able to get in here tomorrow hopefully there'll be power and all that good stuff aaron we'll let you get to the rest of your day hope everybody stays warm and uh, hope the power stays on for you and uh, we obviously appreciate the work if a tree limb falls on me and zay someone may call you but otherwise have a good day yep call when you need me i'm here the equipment will be connected and ready to go there you go brother thank you man thank you that is Aaron Hogan, everybody. And again, if you're just tuning in, the Sark press conference has been canceled on this National Signing Day 2. The weather just getting after everybody. We'll continue to update all of that. Also, we're hoping to check in with Jeff Howe a couple times today. Is Jeff good? Since his schedule just cleared up a yes, little bit. Sir. <laughs> Jeff Howe with the Longhorn Notebook coming up. We'll get his thoughts on this 2023 class, even though Sark won't be giving his thoughts. Uh, also coming up at 11, uh, we're going to run Craig Way down this morning. I know he's a busy man right now. So Craig Way will be in the middle of shoot around 11 o'clock. He's yeah. going to try and get on the phone before the team heads back to the hotel. So okay. hope maybe for Craig, definitely yes for Jeff Howe to update us on all the signing day news coming up on this Wednesday at 1030 and 1130. Beautiful. 1030 and 1130, we'll get Jeff on for the Longhorn Notebooks. You got Cameron Parker. I'm Chad Hastings. The ice crew is in the building, and we hope you are safe and sound. Watch for those limbs falling. We hope your power is on right now. We will uh, try to take your mind off all of it. It is February 1st, and we're just scratching the surface. We haven't gotten to those NFL stories. We will. Two new coaches got named yesterday, and obviously one of them is the Texans. We did hit that one a little bit. Plus, Tom Brady retires again, and it feels like this may be for good. It's all going on today. Hope you're having a good Wednesday. More coming on the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Light the tower. Jeez, easy on the peppy music today. I mean, you don't want to freak everybody out. You don't want anybody pulling a hamstring. We're digging right into the five, Chad. We're all in on brand. <laughs> You're just... Oh, man. Now, I love this guy. I love me some Chris Stapleton, but you got to be careful when you play the slow, drawn-out Chris Stapleton, man. That'll drag you down. Remind me what this one's called. This is Cold. Yeah, right. So you really did lean in. Yeah. Really did lean in. Why you got to be so cold, Mr. Stapleton. All right. Uh, it is like the tower. A little different version for you today. Craig Way is in uh, West Virginia with the Texas women's team. Yeah. If you haven't listened to Chris Stapleton lately, it's probably a good idea. Grammy's coming up this Sunday, too. Um, so 
Jeff Howe is, well, I should say, Jeff Howe was planning on covering the Sark press conference at 11 o'clock, so we were trying to make sure he could do that, and then the Sark press conference ultimately gets canceled. But don't worry, Jeff's going to check in with us a couple times for those Longhorn notebooks. It happens every show, 10.30 and 11.30, so let's go ahead and get you your first Longhorn notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. And Jeff Howe, hope you're safe and sound. We do have a sponsor as well. Wait, is he there? Is he good? You there, Jeff? Yeah, I'm here, Chad. You got me. There yeah. we go. We got you, man. Let's give uh, let's give that sponsor a little love before you get to the notebook. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, when you have your phone muted and you just start talking, and then you forget to take your phone <laughs> off. You, yeah, that happens sometimes. Okay. But I know. As always, this uh, brought to you by Aaron Bowersock. Bowersockteam.com. Your home loan expert. Let Aaron do for you what she did for Craig and Linda when they made the move to Georgetown. Home loan process was so easy. Craig has uh, nothing but good things to say about the job Aaron and her team did. It's BowersockTeam.com. Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. So, Jeff, now it is going to be a little a little bit of time before you and the rest of that assembled media are going to get to talk to Sark about the 23 class, uh, a new wide receivers coach, and whatever else uh, was going to be discussed. Where, going into it, what were you looking forward to today in terms of Sark's comments, but also maybe a, a question or two you were, you were looking at? Yeah, as far as the 23 class goes, I mean, there's really only two things left for Texas right now. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about Warren Roberson deuce robinson but uh you know the 23 class is pretty much put to bed uh, that staff really started working on the transfer portal and that's kind of where they've got their attention in terms of the roster additions right now and and, and that'll that's another process that'll that'll continue to take place throughout the spring in terms of the guys they evaluate and uh you know evaluating their own roster and then when the portal reopens in may uh later this spring you know they'll have a really good idea of what their needs are because they're going to lose some guys off this roster in spring i mean they're as you recruit talent, you hope it turns into talented depth. Uh, but, you know, kind of the good and bad part of that is you've got talented depth, but then you've got guys further down the depth chart that I think are probably going to see the writing on the wall and decide to go. If they want to play, they probably need to go somewhere else. Or, or you know, guys get to the end of their careers and someone just decide, hey, I'm just kind of done with football and move on to the next phase. So uh, that's that's going on right now. But uh, or that'll happen later this spring. But, you know, right now, uh, yeah, it's the 23 class is pretty much done. What I wanted to hear from Sark, it was more related to the Chris Jackson hire, uh, some of those portal additions that he hasn't been able to talk about yet, you know, Taylor Catalan and uh, A.D. Mitchell, chief among them. Because, uh, you know, uh, Gavin Holmes and, and uh, Ryan Sanborn, they signed in December, so he was able to talk about those guys a little bit. Uh, and the other guy I really wanted to know about was uh, Jelani McDonald. Uh, you know, had a really good week down in San Antonio at the All-American Bowl, and it's interesting, Chad, when you get these guys that, that come into a, a class late with that athlete label on them, uh, those guys are obviously intriguing for a lot of reasons, but, you know, for every, you know, every Quandre Diggs, every Earl Thomas that you recruit where you find the right fit for that guy that has the athlete label, um, you know, you've got a, a Drew Kelson or a, a DeMarco Cobbs where you kind of you never really find the right fit for them, and they never really find a home uh, during their college career. So uh, that's that's more of along the lines of, of the stuff I want to ask Sark today, just a couple specific guys. And then obviously uh, the Chris Jackson hires huge for, for all the reasons we talked about. Yeah, Jeff, you mentioned two names I know Texas fans are very intrigued by who still haven't signed yet. It's the four-star safety from Red Oak, TCU commit Warren Robertson, and of course Deuce Robinson, the five-star tight end and two-way player. It sounds like both guys will be maybe pushing back their uh, decisions to possibly later in the week 
What's the latest updates you have on Roberson and Deuce Robinson? Yeah, we're we've heard Cam that, uh, and we being our group at Horns twenty four seven. Warren Roberson, the main reason for him pushing it back is uh, schools closed or Red Oak is shut down right now. So uh, I think he's wanting to wait until uh, you know people can get there and then he can have the the ceremony that he wants. Uh, everything we've heard behind the scenes suggests Texas is still you know really really good in that recruitment to, to flip him from TCU. Uh, that's where things stand right now. You know, Deuce Robinson is really interesting. Uh, you know, the baseball aspect with him is really coming into play. Uh, as of right now, it's I, I'm never one to speak in absolutes when it comes to recruiting. I've learned that much in, uh, you know, almost 20 years of doing this. But, uh, you know, never speak in absolutes. But it's, it's highly, highly likely that he does not sign today. Uh, and I don't think this is one where I think people need to hold their breath. I mean, I, I think – uh, you know, USC and, and Georgia are probably the top two right now. Everything I've heard points to that, but it, Texas is not out of it, and, and they shouldn't consider themselves out of it until the, the ink is dry in that recruitment. Uh, you know, you've got to push for a talent like that until the very end. But, uh, you know, I think the, uh, you know, you've got the, the baseball draft is, is going to be a big deal with him coming up this summer. So uh, all that tied in with, uh, with Deuce Robinson, uh, I I think it could be a while before he, he makes any kind of decision. And, and he's one of those rare guys as he's got enough leverage to where he doesn't need to sign a national letter of intent, because I think what people, you know, need to remember about the, the national letter of intent program uh, is, you know, once you sign that letter of intent, that binds you to the school. Now you can sign scholarship agreements and other kind of financial aid paperwork that would bind the school to you, uh, but you lose all your leverage once you sign that letter of intent. So uh, I haven't heard that he will or won't, but I'm just definitely not expecting it to be today. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for, for Deuce Robinson to make a decision at this point. Talking with Jeff Howe, of course, Horns247.com for the very latest. And uh, I was communicating with Jeff earlier. A little bit of a, uh, a change in schedule this week, Jeff, with the Longhorn Blitz podcast, but still planning to get one out this week, correct? Yeah, plan is to record tomorrow, uh, and then we'll have that out tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and then uh, I think we're running that tomorrow night, right, Chad? That w- long one we would- That's correct. So tomorrow night at 8, unfortunately tonight at 8, uh, it will not be happening, so we'll move everything else up. So it'll be the Wednesday night flex at 7, and then fight night at 8, and sports guys talking wrestling at 9. But Longhorn Blitz fans, that'll be coming uh, hopefully for you tomorrow evening. Of course, right now, it's we say hopefully for everything because all this technology and weather uh, coming together. If you're just tuning in, the Sark Press Conference has been canceled over at the University of Texas. This is your Longhorn Notebook segment for this hour. Jeff is joining us. Uh, and Jeff, let's check in on, on your situation. You, like Aaron Hogan, are, are south of town and even further south. Uh, what's the situation like where you are? Do you guys have power, water? Is everything good? Power, water, everything's good. Uh, sem- a very similar update to, to E. Hogan's update. I've got some trees in the backyard that are uh, – they typically stand tall at attention, but they're uh, almost dragging the ground, so <laughs> those limbs are. So yeah. uh, keeping an eye on that, making sure the power lines are clear. But uh, other than other than keeping an eye on those trees uh, and, you know, making sure the, the water heater functions and all that fun stuff, yeah, we're, we're doing good. 
That's good. That is good. Yes, my wife has been sending me uh, pictures of limbs down in my yard. So uh, not only dealing with it here, I'll deal with it uh, at one point when I get home. Uh, Jeff, in terms of uh, before I let you go for this hour, and we'll check in with Jeff again at 1130 for the other Longhorn Notebook. Uh, as we sit here now, the Longhorns are all alone in first place in the Big 12. I had a chance to watch a big hunk of Kansas, Kansas State. Jayhawks made a nice statement last night to remind us that they are certainly a part of the discussion so the Longhorns get ready to go tour the state of Kansas and they'll do it in first place to start out yeah what's interesting about that Chad I, I talked to uh actually talked this morning to uh, Kevin Flaherty our national college basketball writer at uh, at 24-7 sports and we were talking about the big 12 and he said you know the thing about Texas is he said yeah they're in first place and you can look at the schedule he said but they've probably been the most consistent, and, and that's probably what's going to end up winning the league. You know, Kansas had that big loss at home uh, to TCU. Everybody's kind of had that one loss, at least the, the teams that are in the, in the thick of the fight. You know, they've had that one loss where you're like, man, they, they got run out of the gym. And for Texas, that hadn't really happened. You know, even the Iowa State game, uh, yeah, it, it was a loss on the road, but, I mean, they, they went 40 minutes. In, in a 40-minute game, they went 17 minutes of game time without a field goal, and we're still in it late in the second half. I just think that shows you the kind of consistency Texas has played with. You start digging into the advanced statistics and the analytics. Uh, you know, the offense under Rodney Terry has been elite. You know, the defense has taken a step back. But I think when you look at some of their wins, Chad, going back to the consistency factor that I just mentioned, you look at some of their wins like the TCU game, the, the Baylor game the other night, the two Oklahoma State wins, even the Oklahoma win. They've just been able to get stops. Like their, their defense hasn't been as, as sharp as it was under Chris Beard, but they've been able to get stops when they need it. Like think about kind of a throwback Big 12 football team, like some of those Art Browse Baylor teams or uh, the Mike Gundy Oklahoma State teams from about 10 years ago, those Lincoln Riley OU teams. And they didn't play great defense, but if they got you one stop, one turnover late in the game, that's probably all you need to, to win a ball game. So I, I think that's kind of where Texas is right now. They've been able to get key stops. Uh, they've been able to get clutch buckets from Marcus Carr. Uh, and I think, again, that consistency factor gives you hope that uh, they can go up to Kansas and, and maybe get a split. You know, I was thinking when this four-game stretch started, you know, with Tennessee, Baylor, K-State, and Kansas, I was thinking, you know, Texas could go 0-4 and, and, and still be in good shape as a legitimate contender for the league. Uh, and, you know, for, for a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. I just think that's how good this league is. And what I would tell Texas fans, Chad, we've been talking about it on, on this show for a while and talking about it on the site. You can't take one game and just try to make wholesale predictions or wholesale judgments on, on where this team is. Uh, you're going to have to look at the body of work. And if the consistency continues to be there, like we've seen it be, they'll be in this fight right until the bitter end, which – for that to happen, considering the circumstances of where this team was in early December with everything they were dealing with, uh, uh, with, with all due respect to Jerome Tang and, and TJ Otzelberger, uh, it'd be really hard to convince me somebody other than Rodney Terry deserves the 12th coach of the year at that point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's Jeff Howe. Check out Horns247.com on this National Signing Day, too, for the very latest. Again, the Sark Press Conference has been canceled, but there's so much to talk about as the 23 cycle comes to an official close today, uh, barring a couple little things here and there. Horns247.com. Again, the Longhorn Blitz podcast tomorrow night at 8. And, of course, light the tower right here, 10 to 12 each and every day, normally with Craig and Jeff and Cameron 
Parker. Jeff, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next hour, and uh, stay warm until then. Yep, talk to you guys in a bit. All right, brother. Uh, that's Jeff Howe. Good stuff um, and unfortunate stuff there with uh, the Sark Press Conference, but some good info from Jeff. We'll continue to talk signing day, basketball, uh, a lot of things uh, going on today. Also, we will get you an inconceivable segment. I think that's at the end of the 10 o'clock hour, right? A little mm-hmm. inconceivable. Um, we've been dealing with a lot of that, so we'll talk limbs falling and some other stuff in inconceivable May check in with Craig Way before the show is done, but he's dealing with the women's basketball game. We'll let you know when that is going to roll out. Plus, there's a lot of NFL notes to get to. Two coaches hired yesterday. The Tom Brady retirement again this morning. It is all out there today. We hope you are safe. Remember, hornfm.com. We've got the link right at the top of the page. It's pinned right to the top. You can get weather updates, weather information, the very latest school closures and all of that at hornfm.com. Even a link over to Flex ATX and the adjusted schedules in basketball and some other stuff. So we're trying to cover it for you from all angles. Everybody stay warm. Keep it right here. And we'll try to keep your mind off all this mess. This is the horn. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. All right. A lot of inconceivable out there today. We hope you are having uh, a very conceivable day, but I know a lot of people are having some some weirdness out there. Um, hopefully everything's charged up. You got your battery chargers ready. Uh, hopefully you got power, most importantly. We don't have power right now. Ultimately in the building, we're kind of running on the auxiliary stuff here, so we've got a couple computers that are hardwired in and don't need the Wi-Fi. I'm making myself remember on my laptop, don't refresh. Don't refresh. It's going to mess it up if you don't refresh. I'm not going to be able to see that new Big 12 schedule if I refresh stuff. Uh, But let's talk about what happened here at the building earlier this morning. A little inconceivable. Um, I went outside just trying to assess things. I was looking out the window, and I realized I saw some maybe good news in that there was water running on the, the parking lot. So it was already draining, you know, it wasn't frozen solid. So I went down to figure some, you know, kind of look at things and, and start my car and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Scrape some ice off the windshield. Uh, and it had glazed over on the windshield, but the ground looked pretty good. Was able to walk fairly normally. And then I realized as I'm, I kind of heard the sound and I realized a limb had fallen on the right side of my car. Uh-oh. About two feet away, three feet away from the car. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. Because I always end up parking in this same spot, which 95% of the year you're thinking, hey, shade. Shade's cool. That's yep. what we look for in Texas. But, Cameron, this time of year in these situations, uh, you got to be thinking about limbs and the icing on the limbs. And that's causing a big issue today. So I decide, all right, let me move the car. So I moved the car into an open spot. And I notice at that point, front and back of the building, you know, I see a couple cars parked. um, And I'm trying to think. uh, So I get up back upstairs. And I say to Ty, who's running B&E, you know, I just moved my car. It was under a tree. Are you parked under a tree? Mm -hmm. And he kind of looks at me. And he was like, "Uh," he's like, I'm all right. (laughs) I said, you sure? He said, yes. It's like, okay. And so then I'm thinking, all right, I guess that wasn't his car. It was somebody else. Out of the three cars in the parking lot, I mean, I feel like it's like a 90% hit rate, right? I knew it wasn't Zay's car. 
because that one I can ID. But I'll be honest with you, I had not, you, I couldn't have told you today if you asked me what kind of car you drove. Yeah. So anyway, then later I go down once the sun came out because I thought, hey, I'll go down. I'll video a little bit of those limbs that fell. Also, a couple big limbs did fall kind of on the other side of our parking lot, not into a parking spot, but just near the building. And I wanted to show that and remind everybody, let's be careful. And here's what we're going through. And then I walk out and I see this limb right on top of a red car and I realize oh my god somebody's not going to be happy but then I look and I'm hoping it didn't break the windshield and it didn't and I realize okay a a dent on the hood but overall probably the best scenario you could hope for knowing that a limb's going to fall on a car and then I get back upstairs and I ask and I was just hoping the answer would be no I was just hoping that I hadn't accounted for somebody you know who is it was it somebody that you know had come in and coke fm or whoever it was I, I couldn't figure it out and um, and I didn't think I, – I knew it wasn't the guys on Coke because I was pretty sure I knew what they drove. So, anyway, I, deep down I feel kind of bad because maybe I should have tried to put all that together and force him to move his car. But, I, you know, I, I thought I did enough asking if he was under a tree. So I do feel bad uh, if I had any part in that. But um, like Aaron said, I think we've got a connection or two at a, at a body place that can, can help tie out. But, man, that sucks. So please, everybody be careful with limbs falling. It's happening for everybody today. Not sure if it was the sleep exhaustion or maybe the keto diet that is Ty still on that maybe caused him not to have a clear mind. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Because everywhere in this parking lot is trees. Trees everywhere. There's only like three spots where you can get away from the trees. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it, it is difficult to move. So ironically, had if I'd left my car right where it was, it would not have gotten hit with anything. I moved it into a clearer spot, and then his car is the one that ends up getting hit. And I went down there a little bit later on wondering if I could move that limb out of the spot. <laughs> no is the answer to that question. Maybe when it's completely dry I could, but no. That is a big, heavy limb. And remember that, too. When you're dealing with heavy limbs anyway, and then they've got that layer of ice on them, it gets even heavier. So uh, just hoping everybody is uh, not dealing with that today. But I know you are. Uh, I know you are. Hope your power is on. We check with Aaron Hogan. His power is on. Jeff Howe's power is on. I've checked with my wife uh, out Elgin Way, and she says it flickered a couple times, but the power has been on. So that's good news um, that if, you know, if I'm able to get back home today, that there will be power. But you just never know. So a lot of inconceivable going on today. Now, Cameron, if uh, for were you did you have power throughout the night or were you in a no power situation? Lost it early this morning. So no power up in Round Rock, unfortunately for me. I know some people lost it, got it back up. So hopefully we get to a point where it's back up. Dude, when you go caveman, you can prepare for it. Just, just no. Unless there's people that practice it, it's hard to get ready for. And even last night, I just kept thinking. I try not to think about it because it's like, hey, if we, as long as we have power, as long as we have power and heat and water, we're good. But then I heard the frozen mm-hmm. stuff hitting the window, and I realized, oh, that's what could get us. That's what could get us. Come on, generator, if we need you. And then as of this morning, the generator's firing up, but. At some point, it just wasn't able to, I guess, keep up with it, or it's an overall power deal, and they're trying to figure it out. And now our people are telling me that it's it's about those limbs. Those limbs are hitting power lines and just knocking power out in big uh, big sections. So, are you getting cold yet? Um, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I'm you know going with the long sleeves. Got layered. Uh, trying to get some layers. I got a got an upper layer or two I can add if I need to. 
Um, but yeah, it's starting to feel it. Starting to feel that a little bit. Um, and it was really strange today. I, I, I packed a few things to bring in. I decided to grab a long sleeve shirt today. I ended up picking a Buccaneer shirt for people that, you know, the people know. I'm a Cowboys fan, but also a Bucks fan. I break the rules in lots of ways. Um, so I grabbed this shirt because I'd heard that today was the anniversary of Tom retiring. So I thought, ah, I'll throw on the, the Bucks championship shirt from Super Bowl 45. At 55, and um, then Tom retires again. So, for those of you that are Bucks fans or Brady fans out there, I might have jinxed it by wearing the shirt. But uh, Brady retires again, and we got to get to that story uh, as well. Unfortunately, though, we are not going to be getting to that Sark press conference. So, we'll wrap up Inconceivable by telling you that even when a coach at a school that big time wants to do a signing day press conference, the weather just sometimes gets in the way so they've decided it went from a regular press conference to a zoom and today they realize because of wi-fi and connections and all that they can't even do the zoom so sark will talk about this class at some point but that'll be later on as we get towards spring football so it worked out too chad because roberson's not announcing till friday deuce robinson's not announcing till possibly later this week so all the, the commits that texas fans and texas reporters are interested in Sark can't even get a clear answer yet. So That's true. You can't even say their name yet. No. Yeah, that's that's fair point. Uh, so we'll continue to talk about that. A lot of NFL stories out there. Jeff Howe will jump back in with us with the Longhorn Notebook at 1130. And hopefully we'll check in with Craig Way in West Virginia. Remember, Texas women, after their long trek over to West Virginia on a bus from Pittsburgh, they are playing at West Virginia this evening, 545 pregame, 6 o'clock tip. It's over on 105.3 The Bat. Remember, all the apps have been active today. Even if you don't hear us over the air today, go check those apps. Check the website. Stream it if you can. But most importantly, just stay safe and warm out there today. 11 o'clock hour coming up. We are rolling. Live shows are still on. Keep your fingers crossed that no limb falls and hits us. This is the Horn.